Hey everyone, it's Tom. We've got a cool little game you can play if you go over to our website, www.talkaroundriad.com. It's a survey pitting two random Wheel of Time characters against each other and asking you to vote which character is more of a main character in the books. The combinations are nearly endless, so keep voting as much as you'd like. We'll reveal the final results in a special episode soon. Remember, vote early, vote often. I could move this a little closer to us so you don't have to lean as forward as No, it's fine. I got a pillow behind me now. I'm good. Okay. I'm comfortable. Yeah. We're gonna, you here. can hear me better now. Is that better? Let's see. Check your levels. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Just you can lean forward when you want to talk just uh, a little bit better. That better? Yeah. Go right up on top of the okay? microphone. Yeah. Yes, we can hear all you. All right, good. All right. You guys all ready to okay. start? I am now. All right. What? Yes. <laughs> You guys always say like too many things after it's like, okay, yes. You should sure. count down. Welcome to Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time Showcast. I am your host, Joe Perry, here with my co-hosts, Jen Isgro and Tom Kakoza. How you doing tonight, Jen? I am doing great. Sorry, my daughter's texting me right when you're saying hello, but um I'm great because we have some special guests tonight that I'm very excited about. And uh, we're talking Wheel of Time TV show, which I also am very excited about. Yeah, before we get to those special guests, uh, Tom, how you doing? You're not special. I'm doing. So. I understand. <laughs> I'm also not a guest. Uh, I'm I'm doing well, Joe. I uh, agree with Jen's sentiments wholeheartedly. This is going to be uh, back in the uh, parlance of our youth a very special episode of Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time showcast. Are we teaching a life lesson, or is this is there a, a, some sort I mean, of drug addiction, or yeah, kitty porn type lesson going? There was that one episode of Different Strokes, right, where like the guy was like a pederast. Yeah, and he kidnapped uh, what's her name and uh, what's his name? No, I think it was Dudley. Wasn't that Punky Brewster? No, there was a Different no, Strokes. No, it was Different one Strokes. They kidnapped what's her name? Oh, okay. The the daughter. Oh, and, no, I think uh, you're thinking of the episode with Arnold and Dudley. It was Arnold and Dudley. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> there's two. I guess there was two. No, there's... All right, whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also want to introduce our very special guest for this very special episode that does not involve any drug addiction or pederasts. Our lovely spouses, Dan, Sarah... And Michelle, how are you all doing? Dan, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to discussing season two. We're looking forward to hearing your opinions, Dan. I know you have many, and we would like you to share them on this podcast. Sarah, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Now, you you um, recently rewatched and binged the show for this episode. This week, yes. So do you feel like you're already in prep for this? I think so. I have notes just because to keep my mind from going in all different directions oh, but i think i think i'm good uh, excellent excellent and michelle how you doing michelle it's good to have you back i'm good but i'm nervous now because i didn't rewatch, so it's <laughs> gonna be challenging to remember but i did chaperone a kindergarten field trip today so i feel accomplished 
Well, that's yeah, that's, that's definitely a more, wonderful yeah, feeling. Yeah, that's more important than what we're doing here, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's good because you can ask the questions then, because we need you guys to ask us questions. We're, you know, we don't want to just be asking all the questions. So ask questions when you have to ask questions, because we'll be happy to answer them if we can, because we are keeping this spoiler free or spoiler light, right? We don't want to go past season two because none of our three lovely spouses have read the books. So. Uh, but before we get into the, their thoughts on season two, Jen, what's happening? What is happening? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Welcome back to What's Happening. <laughs> Tonight, we start with a post by Daniel Henney. Daniel writes, Was an honor to host the season finale of SNL Korea. A dream come true. Let's do it again next year. That's right, old Stoneface himself was the host of SNL. The Instagram post has photos of a few sketches, and I watched some on YouTube today by searching SNL Korea Daniel Henney. Uh, but I'm about to shock you guys right now. I do not speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So the only thing I understood fully was live from Seoul, it's Saturday night. It seemed like the sketches I watched had a lot to do with how handsome Daniel is. And if they didn't, they should have. So if anyone does find these sketches with English subtitles, please let us know. And congratulations to Daniel. There's got to be like, sub, right? you should be able to pick this up somewhere and be able to watch it with the subtitles. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I watched like a little bit of it. It looked funny, but I couldn't. He was at one I watched. He was in an office building, but he was. He was um, American. He was from, like, the New York office. So he was speaking in English. And then, like, all the people were, like, like mumbling about him. I think they were all thinking he was, like, so handsome. That's what I picked up from it. I could be completely <laughs> off base, but that's... Jen, do you think... I, I think you think he's handsome. Maybe that's what's going on here. Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people think well, he's look handsome. Look at him. No, I'm Jen's not saying like, he's I not. I have eyes. <laughs> I'm sure you think he's handsome. What I'm saying is I think you might have been projecting. You were just thinking about how handsome he looked and was like, all these other people must also think he's really handsome. Um, and that's all that that's it. going on here. <laughs> it's just a that lot of be. sketches. Just talking about how handsome he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. like every sketch. I don't understand. They couldn't move off that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they had a Saturday Night Live in, Korea, in South Korea. I didn't either but imagine they had one in North Korea I wonder what that would be like <laughs> probably not fun no okay let's move on have to laugh at all the jokes <laughs> yes <laughs> they come to your house if you're not laughing they knock on the door government mandated <laughs> oh so our second post is from Dixie George FX on Instagram so Dixie is a makeup and FX artist who has worked on both seasons of Wheel of Time and was responsible for such hits as the severed Aes Sedai hands in the White Cloak camp in episode 102 oh, wow. and the heron mark on Rand's palm in episode 208. She also did a lot of work on Hamed and Imashan as Loyal. Dixie writes, Lovely shot of the wonderful Hamed as Loyal on set in Warzazat, Morocco. I could never ask for a better actor to work with. And he put up with multiple prosthetics, fake teeth and wig, foam hands and feet, and a bodysuit. Although Katie D. Cruz, that's another makeup artist, 
did a fantastic job building in a cooling system. All work for Nick Dudman for The Wheel of Time, who's another makeup artist. Yeah, um, Nick Dudman's like a, very... Oops, sorry, Jen. What? I said sorry. I, was in, I interrupted you. That's okay. You can interrupt me. No, I was going to say Nick Dudman. He's like a big, famous creature person, right? Yeah, he's done he's, a lot of big movies. He's probably the head of the department, I would think. Yeah. She posted a very dramatic photo of Hamed in full loyal Dakoval wear. And for the benefit of our guest tonight, Dakoval are the Shanchan slaves. And he's sitting against a building in Farm with camels in the background. Then another shot of herself applying makeup to Hamed. And finally, the two of them offset looking great. Loyal has looked amazing. And I'm sure it is not easy to emote through all of those prosthetics. But Hamed gets it done. So kudos to him and to the entire makeup and FX team. They really knocked it out of the park this season. Yeah, that cooling system sounds interesting. I wonder what that consists of. If it's like a fan cooling system or there's like a a water cooling. Yeah, it's probably like water cooling. There's like a little pump in there that pumps water through the suit and keeps them cool. Maybe dry ice. I saw another post. I don't know if it was from her or somebody else, but he's got like platform shoes on underneath the feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, to help. Yeah, to give him height. Yeah. That makes feet sense. are so cool looking. I keep forgetting he's barefoot. Well, he's. I don't think that those are his feet, so he's technically not barefoot. No, I mean, like, Loyal is barefoot. Oh, not yeah. Him. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Reverse. Okay, and one quick note. Today is snack warder Taylor Napier's birthday, so a quick happy birthday shout-out to Taylor, and I hope Rafe is bringing you all the snacks today, and pun intended. Oh, happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Uh, I already got you my gift the month of January. <laughs> <laughs> He'll enjoy it next month. All I month. hope we get the calendars before January so that we can fully enjoy the entire month. I'm going to hang mine up right back here. So you're going to see it for the entire month of January. Yeah, I'm maybe I should put mine it. like right here. I'm yeah. also going to have mine behind me downstairs. It's <laughs> amazing. Tom, you should just pose. While you're doing the podcast like that, just do the whole podcast pose like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like just leaning on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, right? Uh, what a holiday. They created a, um, Rob from Melky Talks and Brian the Gleeman created a snack water calendar with a bunch of the uh, fandom and Twitter of time doing poses of Taylor Napier's Instagram photos and they're uh, exquisite. So I think it's too late though to order. I think yesterday might have been the last day to order. So I think you might be out of luck, but I don't know. Go to MalkyerTalks.com and see if they're still available. All right, Jen, we're done? I'm done. Back to you, Joe. All right. So there's no news to talk about today. So we're going to get right into the uh, season two and what our spouses think of it. So we've got some we got some softballs we're going to give them. We're going to go around the horn, I guess, and get some answers to some of these questions. And like I said before, if you guys have questions for us about things that were confusing to you, we want you to ask them, of course, because uh, we have fun answering these types of questions when we can. And I will, I will say this, a lot of the answers might be like, might be, I have no idea because that doesn't happen in the books, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we'll do our best to answer them. So I'm going to start out, Jen, Tom, do you have anything to add before we start? No, I'll just put another caveat. Before you guys came on, we had two episodes of like questions we don't know the answers to. So right. um, <laughs> we're, to a certain extent, we might be in the same boat. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right, so first question, Dan, I'm going to throw this one to you. Yes. Do you think season two was better than season one? Yes. Oof. Okay. 100%. You, 
Well, I'll elaborate a bit on that one. Best. <laughs> what, no. what was better? What was better? Well, I just like I especially liked. I don't, I don't want to get too specific. I'll keep it general. Like I just felt like with more characters, more locations, the whole world just kind of opened up. Mm. Like in season one, compared to season two, I thought it was much, much more focused and closed off. But I felt like the whole world and the whole story just like exploded in season two. With like I said, with locations, with myth- with um, with characters, and with like story and mythology, I kind of got the sense of like, okay, there's a lot of stuff happening where like I could see people kind of like sinking their teeth into, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you 100 there. They definitely did a they definitely expanded the world and broadened or made the scope a lot larger in this season. How about you, Sarah? Do you think season two is better than season one? No. No. Not. No, that's okay. Express <laughs> your feelings. You can, if you didn't like things, please. No, I really enjoyed the season, but I enjoyed season one and season two equally. Oh, okay. only because uh. I agree with Dan that the whole world opened up, but I think that's what season two is supposed to do. The first season is supposed to just kind of lay groundwork and introduce people. Yeah. And then things are supposed to open up in the second season. So I wouldn't be able to have a real opinion until season three. Oh. That's when I could, would start comparing things, what's better and what's not. Okay. How about you, Michelle? I liked season two a lot more because I feel like I understood it going in a lot easier this time. Like I had the base done for me oh, already. Yeah. And, um, and Perrin with wolf eyes is cool. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we got to see more of uh, the golden eyes of Perrin. I, th- I think we're going to see even more of that in future seasons. So I guess if you're if you're really a fan of those, then you're, you'll definitely enjoy season three. <laughs> Just with some of the things regarding season two that you think, I guess we'll go, we'll go really quick around there. So Dan, you talked about the characters and the scope. I'm going to say uh, visual and special effects better than season one, Dan? Mm, I don't know. The, uh, like because you, you when when you say visual effects, the first thing I think of was the scene from season one where we see Maureen channeling for the first time. Oh yeah, and and, and that was impressive. Um, and and I think with season two, when I'm thinking of um, visual effects, I'm thinking like mainly fighting and battle scenes. I, I guess from Farm, that's what's coming into my head. Like, yeah. The, the Battle of the Heroes of the Horn. Um, w- they all looked great, but as far as like a really cool visual that drew me in and kind of blew me away, like, I, I, I still think of that that first channeling scene from season one. That was very impressive. Yeah, you're right. They, You're right. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Like with channeling spectacles this season, Jen and Tom, do you feel like there was... There was less channeling spectacles, or like I, I think channeling was better for us in season two because of like what we know about channeling. Maybe like they kind of got into like all the different weaves and the different elements, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I think like the coloring and like the way like the the channeling went around, like the Damani wrists. Like I really I thought that was really cool hmm. and. Egwene channeling without her hand, like like stuff that like we maybe we were picking up on that like they wouldn't be picking up on, makes me think like I liked it better in season two. But as far as like a big channeling, like I can't really think of like like even like Nynaeve in episode four of season one, like that burst that nothing like that. I don't think really happened 
I mean, there's, a, there's like, a giant well, fire dragon at the end, but you well, know. well, I know, but that's. that's I'm talking. I'm thinking like about a... what Dan said though, like the Winter Night, you know, episode one of you know season one. Like we didn't get like a big. Ch- I feel like we didn't get a big channeling spectacle like that in season two. There were it was a lot of like you said, Jen, the small stuff that they added. You know, the different coloring and the way the weaves went around, like the way the weaves went around Damani's arms and things like that. But I feel like there wasn't a big channeling display. It was a lot of like short bursts almost yeah now that i'm thinking about it Plus yeah I'm- well you, you think for the most part everyone who channels in season two is either relatively untrained a slave and can only do certain things or so far advanced that like you don't get to see the stuff that they do like it's almost too fast to see so there isn't like that kind of like moraine is the one like who would do like the big channeling thing? She only gets her gets the ability to do that at the end of the season. I do think I do agree with Dan. I think the the Winter Night fight scene at the end of, of of season one is still one of the best set pieces in the show. And I think a lot of the action set pieces in season two are not channeling. Set yeah, pieces. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think like Lanfear channeling, but even when she was channeling, it was just like. It was so easy, like you said, like it wasn't big because it was just like yeah, like there was I, no one attacking her. She was just literally like well, Lower. she would just like wave Explode. her hand and Explode. like <laughs> when I when I was rewatching it in episode eight when like Moraine opens the way gate, it's like this whole dramatic oh, yeah. like thing, and then Lanfear comes up and it's just like literally goes like that and it opens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god, like, I like but yeah, it's nothing big because it's just so easy to, to her. Yeah, I like the way they're using that to kind of demonstrate like the skill level and maybe strength of the characters because mm-hmm. you can't really tell when you're watching the show because it's not like there's like a, a strength meter on them or like a glow yeah. on them. So like they're just <laughs> they're using things like the amount of like gesticulation that they're doing to channel is kind of like a gauge. Like yeah, Lanfear just flicks her wrists and she's like boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And everyone else is kind of moving a little bit slower. I want to move on. Michelle, there was a lot of new characters in this season. Are there any ones in there that stuck out to you that you thought like you really liked or maybe your I favorite? I liked the wolf ca- guy. <laughs> oh, Elias? 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 And I, okay. he okay. had like what he had my favorite line. I can't think of it right now, but is he it, had my favorite line. Is it, is it, when Parrot <laughs> asked if he's going to turn into oh, a no, wolf. he's like he's, he's, it's Hopper, and he goes close enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Will my eyes be like that forever? <laughs> will, I, will I turn into a wolf? He says, he goes, "Don't be stupid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really liked him. Oh yeah, he was. I like the actor, and I like the cat. I like what he did. He was a little bit of a jerk, though. I feel like in the show, yeah. at least from my, I guess, comparing him to the character in the book, he came off a little bit as a jerk. And I think I don't think he ever blinked in any of his scenes. I'm still, I'm still holding to that. I haven't gone back and watched though. Um, Maybe that's Michelle likes the gold eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was, maybe it was the contact thing. There was eyes, he couldn't blink with the contacts. And otherwise they kept falling out. I don't know. How about you, Sarah? Any new characters that you liked? Renna. Oh, Renna. So, <laughs> now, most people wouldn't like Renna because... It, oh, no, she was terrible. And I wasn't sad when she died or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just her character overall. And I guess, like, the the person playing her. Yeah, Zelia Mendez-Jones. Just so, like... She really drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> and she was so invested and believed so wholeheartedly. And 
I was I was just very captivated by her. Every time she was on the screen, I had held like every word she said. Like she honestly, she would have gotten me to cooperate had I been in there enslaved by her. I would have been like, okay, you're the boss. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, it's fine. And she was a yeah. new soul dom, right? So she wasn't even like one of the experienced ones who I'm probably would have been even worse than her. So um, yeah, interesting choice there. Rena, I wouldn't have thought of that as a new favorite cat or one of my favorite ca- new characters. How about, how about you, Dan? I, I thought, well, I thought Rena Wait, I, I already know who the... Dan's new favorite character yeah. is, but go ahead. <laughs> but before I get to that, I just want to say about, Ren- I thought Rena had one of the best lines of the season too, where Egwene tells her her name yeah. and she goes, Egwene. That's almost nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, Dan. Who's your new favorite character? Let us know. Anver. (laughs) (laughs) What do you like about Anver, Dan? It was it was just fantastic. Like I I was (laughs) I made it pretty clear the last time I was on the show how how much I I dislike Moraine. So I really did like Moraine's storyline this season, where like she was humbled, and it was great to see her get humbled in a very specific way by going back to her home and seeing her little sister put her in her place. It was fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot. It works on a lot of levels for you, huh? It does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she goes. She goes right up there in the pantheon of younger siblings with uh, Kit Keller and uh, Eli Manning. I was gonna say, did Maureen <laughs> drop the ball on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah there was a yeah. lot of there was a lot of new characters this season did did y'all did any of you find it hard to follow or did you were you able to pick up on all of the new characters pretty cool not pick up on them but like you know able to um absorb that there's all these new characters because you met a lot of characters in season one and now they're like okay all those characters are still here but here's some more characters and they're important too was it difficult for you sarah no actually it wasn't i th- think they did a really good job of giving each of those new characters a decent amount of time to get them like established in your mind where in like other shows I've watched you mm-hmm. see someone for 2 minutes and you'll forget all about them. Yeah. Um how about you Michelle were you able to follow all the new characters and absorb I them? I think so. I had a hard time with like the um the Isodies like higher ups like the ones that were the brown and the ones like I couldn't keep track uh, yeah. of all those higher ups that were like watching the novices. But Yeah. I think yeah. I got the main ones. <laughs> yeah, we did meet a lot of we we met a lot more Isodai this season. Yeah, there was a lot of different uh people added to the season. I want to get I I have to ask this question because we've got two at least two new big characters in this season. First we have uh Elaine. Dan, how do you like Elaine? What do you think about her? Um I like Elaine. I guess some you know, I, I she's not one of my favorites, but I certainly like her. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean I, I like that she I, I like that they, they make it clear, she makes it clear that she's from like this upper echelon family, but she's of like what am I trying to say? She 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 makes it clear that she's like, okay, I know what I'm up against here. Like, I, I have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to walk in and everything's not going to be handed to me. So I, I appreciate that about the character. And then by the end of the season, I like that, um, you know, she has the opportunity to kind of show everybody that she's she's ready to get her hands dirty. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think about the first time she met, she met Egwin going, well, you're my subject? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like an immediate strike against you, <laughs> against her for you. 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly don't remember that happening. So I guess it was like, I don't know. But she's so nice about she it. She is. She's just she like, is. You, you're like, you are. She's I'm like, not like, she's I, I want to be friends with you. Everything's cool. But like, I just want to let you know that you're my subject. I'm your boss. Like, I don't think you understand. I want to make sure everybody knows what's going on here. I do like a Queen's uh, reaction, which is like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no words necessary. Well, it spares her the embarrassment, like when Aladdin is like the princess, like at least she knows. <laughs> yeah, right. she's being up front. She's communicating right up front. Him setting That's the true. setting the standards. I'm the princess of the most powerful nation in the world. So just letting you know before you say anything stupid in front of me, right? Uh, which means you're my subject. I'm your boss, kind of. And when Loyal, I'll here. bring this up every episode, but when Loyal like kneels down to her, it's my favorite, almost my favorite moment of the whole season, I think. <laughs> and then Eve's like, okay, yeah, your name sings in his ears. <laughs> Let's get on. Get on. Get on with it. <laughs> um, what about Lanfear? I want to hear Sarah and, and Michelle. We meet a new, well, sorry, we meet Celine, right? In the beginning, uh, in the second episode and her and Rand are getting hot and heavy. She's an innkeeper. But then you find out. She's not Celine. She's one of the Forsaken, one of the most evil, powerful beings around. What were your thoughts on that, Michelle? Did you were you fooled? Did you think something was up with Celine? I thought something was up, but I didn't think it was that up. <laughs> that <bad. laughs> I was like, oh no! Like once they like started saying like that blood thing again, I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I just thought she was like another dark friend or something. Right. Why? Oh no! There's blood involved. It must be really bad. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Sarah? Did you uh, did you know Celine was going to turn out to be somebody not so good? I knew she was bad news from the beginning. She was just very attached to him mm-hmm. for just meeting him. Um, but same as Michelle, I just thought she was a dark friend because I don't read the books. I w- I wouldn't know that this was like a big bad. Yeah, they can be anywhere. And we'll just keep that in mind. Yeah, now next season, I'm going to suspect everyone to be a Forsaken. There are six more of them <laughs> that were freed. And you met one at the end of the uh, at the the end of the season, and she didn't seem too nice or well-adjusted. So, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. She yeah. seemed very pleasant. So there were some other people who were revealed to be not good people this season, right? You met, Dan mentioned Anver, right? She has a son, Barthanas, Moraine's nephew. He turns out not to be so good. Did any of you see that one coming? Anyone can no. jump in there. No? No. No. No? No. Dan, did it upset you because you liked Anvera so much that her son was a dark friend? A little bit. Because, like, I really enjoyed when, like, when Maureen came home and Anvera got to say, you know, look what I've done to our house. And it's, this is not because of you. This is because of me. And then you found out that it was because Barthanis <laughs> was wheeling and dealing behind the scene. I took a little bit of the wind out of Von Vare's sails. Oh, you know what? I never, that's a good point. I yeah. never thought about it that way, that like everything was really him. I'd like to, I like to think that Von Vare had a hand in it. Yeah. I mean, she does say, you know, she, she would beg for scraps at parties just to, you know, keep their heads above water and everything. But the, the impression that I got was like, they're able to raise their status in society because he was making deals. Yeah. Making deals with the devil. Well, he admitted that. He said, he like, how do you think we rose so fast so quickly? So. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I did think, I, I appreciate that I didn't know that because the scene where um, Leandrin just shows up in Moraine's house, yeah. like, 
I thought she was just there to mess with Moraine. I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she was there for an entirely different reason altogether. Oh, I want to get everyone's thoughts here, right? This is a debate we've had on the show. Um, so, right, that scene where Leandrin shows up, she meets with Barthanis privately and says, you know, um, you need to basically kill Moraine. I want to get everyone's thoughts around here. Who do you think really wanted or ordered Moraine dead? Do you think it was Ishamael, who she kind of leads him to believe it is? Do you think it was Lanfear, who just in the scene or so before killed her son and said, basically, you work for me now? Or do you think she did it on her own because she hates Moraine that much? Michelle. I, don't, I hadn't <laughs> thought of it. Either B or C. <laughs> okay. So either Lanfear or her, she did it on her own. How about you, Sarah? I think it's a B and C combo. Yeah. I think Lanfear told her to do it and she was just like, cool, I'll do it. Like yeah. she was happy she was happy to. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's that's the side I'm on. How about you, Dan? I don't know. I think she was taking orders from someone. I don't uh, I don't know if she would go that far. Okay. Yeah, but do you think like she was I don't think she would have done it if she didn't get the order, but I think she was happy that she got the order so she could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, cool. Like, eventually I would probably would have done that anyway. You so. gave the order for the It's good that red. I can do it right now. You're goddamn right I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, since we're talking about her, right, we learn that Leandrin is not a good person. If you thought she was a good person in the first season, I don't know. I'd like to get everyone's thoughts on that. Sarah, did you, were you surprised to find out that Leandrin was actually uh, a dark friend? I was. I mean, I thought that she was just a super bitch, but um, I didn't think she was a dark friend. The way she would talk in the first season sounded like she had so much respect for the one power mm -hmm. and was literally disgusted if a man even like thought about channeling. And That's all true though. And she had all her hate for men. No, but I, but I thought she had more, like I thought she truly respected it. I did not expect her uh, to be a dark friend. Yeah. Like, no, I was not expecting that. Yeah. They fooled you. Yeah, she did fool me. Who else was fooled? Were you fooled? Were you fooled, Michelle? I was also fooled, but I feel like there's there's still some good in there. Some yeah, little... that's how I feel. <laughs> like I can't totally Vader. hate her. There's good yeah. in him. I know. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, thought. Okay. So I want to get a question. I want to ask a question then. A prediction. Do you think Leandrin's going to wind up like turning back to the light, or do it, or maybe doing something redemptive in the story later on? I'm going to guess that in the books, no, but in the show, she'll do something to <laughs> redeem herself because that's just how TV goes. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Dan? Michelle? D did she have a son in the books? No. No. Well, that not that we know of. That, that makes me think they're trying to like get a little sympathy for Leandrin. So maybe I agree with Sarah. Michelle, you think we get a little redemptive arc from her in the future? I think so, yeah. She's too good. She's got to have more meat. <laughs> she's good. She's definitely killing that role. So well, we'll definitely see more of her. She's definitely around. She's alive, so that's good. All right, favorite part or favorite episode of season two? Uh, Sarah, I'll start with you. Oh, there was a few things. Um, no no favorite episode. Okay. Um. I do have notes, but my, my probably my most favorite thing I'll never be able to watch it without crying was um, Moraine and Lan 
rebonding oh, everything yeah. she says to him because I was so angry with her the whole season. I'm still angry with her, even though they're okay now. I'm angry too with her. Too. I'm still that whole you failed me line. You've heard me complain about it several times now. Um, just really annoys me. But yeah. them working things out um, was just wonderful. She was twisting those words. You failed me. I think she was really, re- she was referring to like the attack that just almost killed them, I think. So mm-hmm. she wasn't saying it. When you're hearing it in the show as a viewer, you're thinking in like a general sense, you just failed me as a human being. Yeah, it's but that's just not what she that obviously she was. She can't lie. So she used something specific that he I failed her at to make it seem. I understand that, but still really messed up. And he just unfailingly just stuck by her no matter what. But I, th- I mean, he's I'm just a huge Daniel Henney fan, so they could turn him bad in the show and I'd still think he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but other than them, the overall pairings of characters this season was awesome. Oh, yeah? I think that um, whoever did like chemistry testing between the actors, yeah. I mean, really took that very seriously. Every pairing was just so... Perfect. I loved how Min and Matt were there for like comic relief. Yeah, that was a surprising um, little part, I think, for us book viewers, but I definitely enjoyed that. I, I really liked that a lot. Um, yeah, I did think just that, like, just uh, overall the pairings were did wonderful. You, did you like the uh, Nynaeve Elaine pairing in the second half? I, I really, I didn't like the way she was treating Elaine yeah. at all. Um, she was actually making me think of... Leandrin and the way Leandrin has that jealousy of Moraine because of her privilege. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, with the calling her princess in just such a shitty way. Like, I, I didn't like how she was behaving. But, um, but up until the very end where then she, you see that she respects her and sees her in a different light in the end. So yeah. I was happy about that. Yeah. It's funny that you just said that because I never really thought about it. But now knowing more about Leandrin's backstory in the show, like, Obviously, she had a son when she was extremely young. Yeah, she mentioned she was and like probably, 15 or 60, right? Yeah, before she came to the tower. So yeah, in like, a forced marriage. Something terrible happened to her. I don't know if and, it was a marriage. No, yeah, I think Well, like, that's what they said. She think, said oh, that marriage? she was in a forced marriage. Yeah, yeah. she oh, says yeah. it. So, like, uh-huh. and then she comes to the tower and, and like, Maureen is like, uh, you know, this, like, Kyrienne noble woman that's, like, this perfect life and everything, like... It shows like a little bit more difference knowing like where they both came from. Oh yeah, yeah. How about you, Dan? Uh, favorite se- parts, scenes of season two episodes? Um, I liked the scenes in Kyrian. A lot. I liked lot the scenes. Sorry. A lot of the season takes place in Kyrian. <laughs> That's <laughs> good scene, though. You liked in, a lot of it. I did. I liked the scene in Moraine's house mostly with oh. Umber and Barthanis. Um, I liked the scenes with the, the Sean Chen and the Damane with Rena and Egwene. But I think like overall, what I liked the most was like, I think I just like Maureen's whole storyline oh, wow. over the, uh, yeah, over the course of the whole season, because like, I like that she was humbled the entire, the entire season, but like she kept acting like herself. And then finally, by the end of the season, like she, she had to come face to face with it. And she had to just be like, "I right, fine. Like I'm, I'm being a dick. Let me just, <laughs> let me just stop and let me make up for it." So like, when she dropped that line to to Lan, and she was like, "You've always been my better." I was like, "Oh my god! Like I've, I've hated you this whole time, but like, <laughs> you, like you got me. 
with that line. Oh, that was, yeah, that yeah. was an awesome payoff in the last <laughs> Tom, Tom, you yes. called that like episode yeah. one when she first said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I was I, like, <laughs> go ahead. I was like, she's going to tell him that, you know, she was. Uh, yeah. But, but I mean, I called it because I know. I I think I call it because I know that you know they have to get back the together. Yeah, you know they yeah, have to. But like I also know that fundamentally she's a, she's like decent. Not I know that that's how I said I talk. You know yeah. when they want something, and I I do think right. You know the show does a lot of subconscious and then conscious parallels between what Rand has done and what Maureen is doing. Yeah. Saying like. I'm dealing with something that I can't deal with and I'll just isolate myself. And that's, yeah. that's the best decision. Yeah. They're trying right? to, they're both trying to do it alone. And Lan even says it to Maureen, right? Like you can't do this mm-hmm. alone. And Maureen says it to, I think Rand or something similar to Rand. I think, I think Len also says it to Rand. Like oh. you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not, you're not here to yeah. save your friends. You have to save everybody. Yeah. Right. That's right. Len, the voice of reason. Um, how about you, Michelle? Favorite parts, scenes. In My the, favorite the... scenes were definitely the tests. The three arches. What are they oh. called? Yes. The three arches, yeah. Okay, the three arches. And the whole, like, the one scene where it's like, the gate will only open once, and you see, like, in the background, like, there's, like, a flicker. Like, was that a gate? Was she out? I, yeah. That I love. Yeah. I could have yeah. watched, like, three episodes of that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That was really good. They, they really did a good longer. job. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job of that adaptation. They changed it a little bit, but I think they, they kept, the, like, a lot of the... They kept a bunch of the stuff from it, but also like the overall tone and what was supposed to happen in there. I was not expecting it to be like almost an entire episode, but I loved it. Um, yeah, I, I love the fact that like it's like the episode's on for twenty minutes, and then it's like the the title card comes on. Yeah, you don't even realize. Yeah, yeah. what right. what show is that? Hun, that we watched that like that that would happen once in a while. Like the title card would come like fairly like. Not late, but it would be like five, six, seven minutes, and then sometimes it would be like fifteen minutes into the show. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden you would see the title card. I can't remember what it was. Succession. Every now and then Succession's openings would go really long. No, it was a different, it was a show where they didn't even have like a, an, like a, a song. Oh no, wait, did they even do openings? Isn't it all HBO? No, they have, yeah, no, they have a. Okay. No, there was, it was a show where they would just show like, I think a title card type thing maybe. And it wasn't oh. like a full, uh, a full song type deal. I'm not sure though. I watch so much TV. I can't keep yeah. up. It wasn't Better Call Saul, Gabe, because I never watched that. I don't. I don't remember. You did watch Breaking Bad, and Breaking Bad used to do that. Oh, maybe so it was Breaking. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad used to sometimes go real long. Okay, maybe that was it then. Let's see. What else do I have here? Oh. <laughs> All right, pop quiz. How long has it been since the the tower scene of Chandler as strong as Nynaeve? Anyone? Thousand years. <laughs> a thousand years. A million years. If you add up all the times they've they said it in the, yeah. in the show, it probably equals up to a million years, Michelle. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they say it a lot in the beginning oh. around Egwene. Like, Nynaeve's the strongest oh. channel we've seen in a thousand years. Just like, well, there's also the part, there's the one scene with when Alana's with Shiriam and her two waters and and one of them says it, and then he says, yeah, a lot of people keep talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> he, makes, he makes the point of saying it out loud. Jen, Tom, do you have any questions you want to ask? Otherwise, I'll let, I'll let them ask us some questions. Hmm. We can let them go first if they have any yeah. questions. All right. Do you guys have any questions for us? I have a statement. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, me too. Okay. I missed the lube in the opening. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did it for the last episode. That was They it. did, and I was happy. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess, like, that made it more special, so that was nice. Yeah, they were, I think they were just trying to get as much, right? They only have a certain amount of runtime for each episode, so they were, so I think they were like. They were oh, like, that's an extra, that's an extra 45 yeah. seconds we can put into the show. Yeah, I think that's why they I'm, did I'm it. In the, I'm in the vast minority of, I'd, I'd like that 45 seconds to be dedicated to a theme song. I, I, to be honest with you, I would skip on the first season after like the first two episodes, I skipped theme song, which I do for almost every show I watch though. There's very rare that I watch an entire theme song for a TV show. I do never. like to watch them and be like, oh, did something change? Even though it never does, but it's like, maybe something changed. It's like, yeah. I liked in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, where are we change. going in this yeah. episode? Well, they, yeah, they would you know, go they to would a different place it. on the map. Was, yeah, that was, yeah. that was good. Yeah. And they would throw did new locations the, in the map. Mm-hmm. Did the opening change at all? I don't to this? Yeah. No, I don't no. think so. The, it was just the threads and the song. Right? Well, I know like the color of the wheel is different in all the um, the promo stuff, right? Yeah, but I it think was, it they was, show all the... Oh, you mean the... Um, it was like silver or, or like gold you're talking about? It was gold. Yeah, it was more gold uh, like the horn. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so I think and maybe that's just that. Uh, but I agree. I think that, one, I thought that that's what they were going to do. They were going to, like, change the opening every season and yeah. make it uh, reflective of what was going on, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, I like when shows do that. Like, that's when I'll watch. But, again, I'm not going to watch it every episode. If it's just, like, the season we changed it, I'll watch, like, the first couple, and then I'm good. I just want to watch the show, really. Oh, you had said you had a statement, huh? I have two. I have two things. Okay. I have a statement, and I have, a, and I have like a gripe. So the first thing, I don't know whether to blame you from hearing you talk about oh, well, things or, me. but uh, no, I'm just the fight in the sky oh. was very underwhelming to me because <laughs> I was expecting like I don't know what I was expecting. Just I guess hearing you talk about it, um, uh-huh. I was expecting way more than like some channeling up on a tower. Like it just, it seemed very underwhelming. There was no fight in the sky. And then that dragon was terrible. I hated the dragon. <laughs> we were, we were just talking about this because she was watching that, that episode yesterday. And, you know, we were talking about it, that dragon. And I was like, I wasn't a big fan of it either. I was like, you know, in the books, they actually have a banner, but then I was thinking, and, and, and you know, I said it, <laughs> I, I said it, I was like, because they didn't have a fight, right? In the books, they have a fight in the sky. Everyone <laughs> in the city sees the fight. And even people like outside the city can see the fight. This is how like big and spe- spectacular the, the fight is. But since that didn't happen, they needed something else to be, to draw everyone's attention yeah. to that. Like, hey, right. he, he's the dragon reborn. And, you know, combining the end of the third book into there where he's the dragon reborn. Um, so that's what the dragon, that's why they did a dragon to make, some big spectacle that everyone could look at and draw eyes to and how, announce. How do they know that the first guy that comes to the ledge is the dragon? <laughs> they don't. I don't think it, it doesn't matter at this point. I'm sure it's some like right then it doesn't matter. They're just like, oh, the dragon's they don't up even there. Know who it is? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Probably the I'm best. Sl- dressed, look- the best dressed one. <laughs> A banner? <laughs> There's a dragon so, banner. In the, it, like, okay, they're holding up like no, a banner on like a flag, like a, like a, like a like war an army captain's ba- like, a long... like oh, battle like a flag. flag. Yeah, they're holding yeah. up a piece of well, oak tag. Maybe it's better they didn't do that. Oh, I would have been thinking like I was at the beach. 
like seeing the yeah, banner it's, across it's, the it's, sky. I think that's no, it not like no, wait, that's no, all I'm thinking. It's, it's just a banner. banner. Like they're holding it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could have. <laughs> the dragon has a long <laughs> way. A banner. They could have like dropped they this. Dropped yeah. like, dragon. Dragon. like Jurassic Park, right? Like in Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like when dragons ruled the world. Like when Cal Ripken broke the streak and it just dropped down on the like outside, like just like the number fell down. But yeah, I think that you can't make a flag that impressive either. And no, no, that's but, not, but yeah, but I'm saying it served that it served the purpose of doing what the battle in the sky did in terms of like everyone in the city and around it seeing, and then also the proclamation of him being the dragon reborn. Okay. So yeah. And, and, and Sarah, I think that like the show has done a, uh, a definite pivot towards in the books Rand does things by himself. Like Rand does everything. He's the dragon and he does the stuff and everyone else does other things. That's very important, but they don't really help him take care of his business that much. And they're like in the show, it's going to be like, no, it's a team effort. And like, they're all going to play their part in it. So they're not going to have a one-on-one fight with like giant ghostly figures in the sky. Um, Like they, I think they, they, they made a pivot to that. And I think they also felt like, Okay, nobody knows what a giant fire dragon actually looks like, so we could just do that and say this is what it looks like. But, like, to project two actors so that it looks like they're in the sky fighting, I think that they probably felt like that was going to be hard to get people to, like, stay in the the mood of the show, you know? I can see that. I could see it taking people out of it, just being like, this is a bit much or... I wonder if right. they did any concept art on it just to like get ideas, like if they sure. could do it, like trying to figure out if they could a way that it would work. So I wonder if they like had concept art and like threw it away. I'd love to see it if they did. <laughs> Me too. You said you had something else. Yeah. It just really, really annoys me. And it was in episode two and it's, why can't they mop the floor properly? Oh yeah. I thought it looked like Egwene knew how to mop the floor, but Elaine did not. They both did not know how to mop the Which floor. Which I thought was who all right. walks <laughs> into well the clean the clean wet floor. If, who does that? If they, like, were, if they were painting a floor, they would have been walking all in the paint that they just put yeah. On the like floor. you have consultants for things. Like anybody anybody where's, there that's ever cleaned the their house. Yeah, what, no, where's, where's your custodial consultant? Consultants. Yes, to show them what to. It was horrible. I was, it just gets me so mad. It was like watching a Swiffer commercial, and I was so pissed off that they're just walking into what are you doing, the nice Rafe? clean floor. Yeah, I don't know. They need they to fix to be that. Walking backwards, then, right? Yeah. Like yeah, mopping yes, and then yeah. walking yes. backwards. Maybe you start at the one end of the room weird. and you back out the doorway right, when you're done. Maybe it's hard to do that well, when you're filming. A, they have to walk away from the camera backwards. I mean, it looked weird. I don't know. Well, they're novices, so they're not experts. Well, like Wayne should know how to mop. <laughs> she she the parents own an inn. It's sweeping. Like probably sweeping in the the two rivers, right? Yeah, it's probably sweeping. It's like a wood floor. Mop. You're not going to yeah, mop it. Yeah. yeah. Can damage the wood by mopping wood. It's not like sanded and finished wood like we have okay, in our homes. Right. Probably fine. Did it's you, just really annoying. Did you see the floors of the Wine Spring Inn, Jen? They were filthy. When, when they mentioned the barber, do they mention mopping at all? <laughs> no, there was no mopping mentioned. <laughs> You'll get yours, this girl. <laughs> I forgot. There's one other thing I wanted to ask about. Um, so, in the last episode, right, there's the Horn of Alir finally uh, makes its appearance. 
Matt takes it. He's going to bring it to Rand, but he gets kind of blocked by those other Shonshin soldiers. And he's like, eh, what the hell? I guess I'll just blow this thing. And then a lot of stuff happened after that. I wanted to get everyone's thoughts uh, about that. Maybe I'll start with you, Dan, on the whole blowing of the horn and what happened after. Did you, was that what you expected was going to happen when he blew the horn? Um, first of all, like, what it is like, it looks like it's a picture of like, it doesn't look like a horn. Yeah, I know. There's apparently, <laughs> there's some sort of, uh, where's Omar? There's some sort picture? of like, I was just gonna say, where's that picture? O- Omar yeah. made a picture from what series, made a picture of like a bunch of flower vases and then the horn, like right in front there. And it looks like if you don't know what that it's the horn, you're like, oh, it's just part of the picture, one of the vases. <laughs> There's, there's like apparently there's like some sort of similar to like a Mobius strip or whatever. There's some sort of like uh, three dimensional thing that's like a, a like an infinite loop kind of a thing, and that's what it's supposed to look like. But I've never heard of it before the show came out, and I, I, I agree. I was like, it looks like uh, it looks like uh, what's that? What's that thing you're sticking your nose to clean your neti pot? The neti pot, yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah, it does. It was weird, but I, I wasn't expecting him to blow the horn this season, though. I thought that was going to be put off for, like, at least another season. I was surprised, but I thought the scene itself was really cool. I thought, um, uh, what was it? It's time to cast the dice, or what, however he says it in the old tongue. I thought yeah. that was the best line of the season. Oh, Dan's winning points with the fandom tonight. Yeah. Um, how about you, but, Michelle? But it was, oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. No, I just said, like, I thought, I thought it was a real, I wasn't expecting it at all, which made it, like, that much cooler when it actually happened. Yeah. And then to see Uno come back was, like, an extra edit. Well, what about, so I'll go to you too, Michelle, and give me your thoughts. But I also, like, what do you think about him? He says all of a sudden, right, he says, I remember. And then he, he's just, like, twirls the, uh, his makeshift spear around and all of a sudden can fight really well. Um, what'd you think about that whole horn blowing scene, Michelle? I liked it. I, I also thought it was going to be a while until we got the horn. Um, but I thought it was going to be like earth cracks open, monster come. Like it was going to be something like huge. Um, even though it was, but it was more like spiritual like and good. I thought it was going to be more evil, but it was like, oh, it's a good, helpful <laughs> thing. And I, I liked the, the Matt thing. That was that was nice to see him get a little win. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, Jason, for posting this picture. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, how about you, Sarah? About the horn, I enjoyed the scene. Um, it was a little funny to me the way he all of a sudden started spinning the spear around, and yeah, um, I remember it was very like action movie, yeah, but I did like the whole him like remembering everything, and I saw it as he's been having such a like tough time. And all of a sudden in that moment, he like had his purpose and you see it on his face. And so I thought that was really nice. Like I genuinely enjoyed the scene. Yeah. Just thinking about it now, like that line when he's like, I remember it. You would think you were watching him like in a movie with the the character had amnesia the whole time. There's just like no indication that he's forgotten anything. And then he's just like, I remember. And everything changes. Thinking about it now, it's very like, unprompted or like like there was no setup for that i don't at least i didn't feel that way i don't know so if if perrin blew the horn and matt happened to be like standing near him when and saw the heroes would he still have remembered or did he only remember because he blew the horn no i think the latter did you want to say something so i 
I think when he had that tea or whatever, I feel yeah. like he had these false memories put in. And then that was like he that was him breaking through all of that and saying, I remember. That's what, how I took oh. it. Oh, oh, I like that. That's interesting. I sure. like that. Wait, what, say that again. And like his whole life, he's been having like these, even though he did have a legit bad background, he was having all these false things put into him. Yeah. The, the tea and the episode before where yeah. as she makes the tea and he has the trip and he sees like all these different versions he's of himself his dad and, and he's, he's like killing people and he's hanging and he's, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's saying that's all fake. That's like fake memories that he put, that she put in his head to like fuck with him. And that this was him remembering his real past lives. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that's that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's what J- that she's right. So everyone <laughs> listening, lock it up. <laughs> We need well, to ask when they that keep question. saying that, though, like when they keep saying like the, the turning of the wheel, I fought by your side countless times. Do we have any like a number of how many times like the wheel has turned, or are we not supposed to be asking those questions? It doesn't matter, yeah, it doesn't but matter. nobody knows. It's just always been turning. Yeah, it's um, well. They say the create right. So the creator. So so like the the story is right. Like the wheel was created by the creator or something like that, and then. Dark One was also created at the same time, but then he was sealed away. Right. Well, the, pat- the pattern was created, and the pattern is yeah. the pattern was created and sealed the Dark One away. And the wheel is what drives the pattern forward and 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 weaves the pattern. Right. And the Dark so One was sealed away at the point of creation. Creation, the moment of creation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When the wheel was created. No, I think when the pattern was created, and the wheel is what drives the pattern. But why was the Dark so One the- even created? <laughs> Why did the dark one even come to be? I think the dark one exists outside of the the, creator. Well, the whole, I think the whole point and theme, one of the main themes of the entire story is that you can't have, like, balance. You can't have one without the other. You can't have. So you can be here, but you're not coming out. I think you are supposed to ask the questions, right? Because I think the the story is designed for you to explore the, the metaphysics of it, right? But they don't answer those, and those are unanswerable questions. But you do know is that there's seven ages, and after the seventh age, the first age comes again. Yeah, so seven ages spoke. and one turning of the wheel. Yeah, yeah and each like, age like, is roughly about like three thousand years. It's are they three thousand or is it? Th- oh yeah, three thousand. Three thousand. Well, it's three thousand yeah. years since the last age ended. So yeah. Oh, that's right. We're assuming the ages are around the same time. Okay. So yeah, now- seven spokes on the wheels represent the seven ages in a turning of the wheel. So each turning of the wheel has seven ages. So now when is the dragon reborn with each turning of the wheel? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. At the but end not, of each age, right? No, not at the end of each age, I don't think, right? Does he always come at the end of each age? I don't think so. No, I don't know if he necessarily comes at the end of each age, but he probably does. Not every age ends with like some sort of battle between good and evil. Right, uh, some of them do, and the dragon's always there for those. But um, not every age does. Okay, so like when we're seeing like the Age of Legends with Luz Theron, is that a different age in this turning? The last yes. age, yeah. Which is it's this in this age. turning? It's the second age. So, so the age that we're in currently in the show is the third age. The one they flash back to is the second age, and the, the okay th- the, 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 the the Age of Legends. Yeah. yeah. And the general consensus among like book readers and everything that's out there is that the first age is supposed to be our age that we're in right now. 
Oh, like now, like us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so when the wheel turns, does everything just happen again the exact same way, or is no. it just completely? Everything uh, happens again, slightly different ways. But like the age, like every third age is kind of like this. Yeah, and I think there's always certain things that have to happen, but what, how they happen, and the circumstances leading up to them can are always different. Like, could always be different. But right. it's like, oh, there's always, like Tom said, there's always a dragon, or there's always this, and there's always that. But like the rest of the stuff is just, you know, different. I, I sense that you want to say so. <laughs> like, would Rand know about being the dragon if no one was like, hey, there's a dragon, and you have to be protect, like. Good question. Um, Every age, do they are they aware? So, um, no, prophecies well, of the dragon. Something that happens in the second book that kind of says no to that. Yeah, and I think that, and this is going more into book stuff, yeah. right? But no, I think that the one power does allow you see in this season allow people to have the power of prophecy, right? Not everyone does. But somebody can. And there's a lot of prophecies, right? There's this whole book of prophecies about the dragon reborn, right? Where they say, like, oh, it's written. It's prophesied that he'll declare himself a farm and it'll be written in the sky and fire or whatever else. So, like, um, that helps, but that doesn't always exist. There's ages like our age now where the one power doesn't exist and nobody has prophecy. So the dragon's just some dude, you know? And then he just lives and dies. Yeah, or he may be a great man or, he, or woman, or he may be a uh, a hero. I, th- I think the dragon. But- I thought the dragon was only that that hero was only spit out when there was threat of the dark one. Like I don't it, know. If, I don't think he comes if there's no like because he has to be there to fight the dark one. So I think yeah. if, if that's not going to happen in that age, then I don't think he's born. But I I don't. We could ask Matt Hatch another time. <laughs> so, so, so what is the purpose of the dra- like? What is the dragon reborn to do? To fight the dark he's one at the last one. battle. Yeah, to defeat the, the dark, dark one. Last yeah, battle. he's the light's champion. So he will either save the world or break it. Right. If he but, but if, basically in situations like this, where the dark one is capable of touching the world and is able to exert his influence or whatever, you know, he's trying to unmake the pattern. He's trying to break free, and in breaking free, will unmake the pattern, right? Um, trying to break the wheel, the, the, dark the dark one, the, the, dark. the dark one. He's trying to and break the wheel, the dark he's one. He's trying basically. to right, and that the the dragon's there to stop that from happening. That's his purpose, and that's why, like they say, like he's destined to save the world or break it. Because if he turns, like they were hoping he would, or if he dies before it's possible to to do it, then like the bad guys will win. Okay. So basically, when you say the Dark One wants to break the pattern, break the wheel, he wants to, what, destroy the Earth? Destroy the world? The stop, well, more than the Earth. Like, basically stop time. Basically. That's what Ishamael wanted, yeah, too. Just and Dana. Stop when time. Dana was like, break the wheel. Yeah. You know, everyone's yeah. suffering. Just end it all. Uh, like, so there's no, there's nothingness any, anymore. Like, yeah. no one exists. Yeah. The nothing, You'll yeah. Get the nothing, Dan. What's that? The nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unknown... By anyone, really, I think, uh, in world about what the Dark One's actual goals are, right? Much like Satan, one of his nicknames is the Father of Lies, right? So, like, I think he tells a lot of people what they want to hear, 
whatever he would want to do, I think it's very known that it would end what is currently existing. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 Dragon Reborn wants to just keep the wheel turning. Mm-hmm. The wheel to wants the Dragon Reborn to keep the wheel yeah. turning. I think that's a better uh, way. Of putting it. <laughs> yes. Okay. The, the pattern. Right. The pattern has spun him out for a purpose. That's like they talk about Taviran a couple of times in the series. They don't spend a lot of time explaining what a Taviran is or what it does, right? But they say like it's something. It's like a focal point of the pattern, and people's lives kind of spin around them. Um. They're there for the pattern to almost self-correct. And that's why, like, people's lives spin around them or whatever else. They're more tied if, closely to the pattern in, in the sense of, like, they have more of a fatalistic purpose where they have, like, they need, they're there for a purpose and the pattern's going to do as much uh, what it can to make sure that they accomplish that purpose. So, like, weird things might happen around them because it needs to. It's almost like a it's like a plot armor type thing, Dan. Like think think about it in like Dungeons and Dragons sense, where like, oh, there's a magical item that makes them do this. Like basically, Robert Jordan wrote that in there to kind of like explain why strange things happen, or like more like impossible or improbable things happen. But give it like instead of just putting them there and being like, oh, he's just really powerful. He like made a whole kind of like metaphysical type reason for it, right? But it also it's also a a burden, right, for people, right? Like you asked before about the the, the ages exactly the same, and, and one of the reasons they're not is that everyone has free will. You can make whatever decision you want to make, but like people like this, like what will the, what free choice does Rand have, right? Or any of the other ones, really, right? They're all like, well, I'm not. I'm not going to try and save the world. I'll just go. Like then the world will end. Like that's my choice. Well, or basically, death, like right? Swan tells Nynaeve and Nynaeve and Elaine in season one, like you. The pattern calls you to this. You don't you really you can't say no. Yeah. Right. Like you have to. There's so a like, great scene in the books that might come up in the show with Matt. That's a great example of what Tavirin <laughs> is. Like a great explanation. not an explanation, but a demonstration of like what it is. And Jen and Tom, you know, uh, you know, when he's trying mm-hmm. to get out and he can't. <laughs> um yeah, so we got oh, we got really deep there. Yeah. Um <laughs> Turn, it's turn, confusing. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Turning a little, <laughs> turning a little bit of it back to I? the show before, uh, <laughs> before we, you know, wrap it up here. I want to give everyone one more chance to ask any other questions, maybe that aren't so deep about the show. Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't know if any Tom and Jen, you had any last questions that you wanted to ask? Favorite costume? Ooh, I liked Rand in that in the that red jacket. Rand in the what red jacket. Yeah, yeah, that was a great coat. I love that coat. I want to see if I can get that. How about you, Michelle? Favorite costume? Oh, I guess the, whatever the, the robe was she got after the tests. She didn't have like a little different belt or something. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. the acceptance dress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a good that's one. A and rainbow. the ring. She's like, oh, let me put the ring on. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Barthanus. Barthanus? Did you like his you like haircut? Hair? Just the hair with like that high collar that like came up to here. Yeah, he needed wooden teeth with that hair. Yeah, I didn't like his hair too much. <laughs> nobody, nobody picked Lanfear or the Sean Chin. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, Sora's costume was like mm. dope. No. Okay, so let's go off that. Gabe had a question in chat. Oh, do you think the Sean Chin were scary or silly? The Demones. All of them, just all just together. Just the Shanshin, like the like the like the the fighters. The so soldiers. the soldiers with the masks on, I found those to be scary. 
But the Demane wearing those goddamn like battle binky things, they looked ridiculous. Had they not worn those, costume was great. And down to everything, the hair, like the makeup, all of it, that binky killed it. Hashtag battle binky. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, oh, I, I also liked who had like the whatever the class of people was with the long nails. That's the Shanshan. That's the Yeah. But Sarah's right. <laughs> yeah, it was odd that they like you figured they would put some kind of like strap on it to imply that like it's no, they're keeping it in themselves because they're they're so brainwashed that they'll just I, I well that that but uh, it does, but it does give it the binky look. Though. I know, but that's like an actual thing from history, which I did not know when we watched it. But I but those found are out later on. that like slaves actually what those were strapped on. Were they? Yeah. Yes. Yes. For the All slaves, right. well, but but the they slaves, did they wear were, like yeah. a mouth. So I guess the idea is that like they'll yeah they'll just keep it in their mouth because they they listen right yeah they're, they're, they they're don't think they're tall right. or eat so, but yeah uh, yeah and then Maggie I got big Maggie Simpson vibes I want someone <laughs> to do something with that the Simpsons <laughs> real time and put them together and I don't know make Maggie a Damane she does have the outfit she just does slightly the colors off a little bit yeah but... we someone could just adjust the color on that and just <laughs> make her channel or something. <laughs> Ooh, and Swan's dress in that flashback scene. I loved that. Oh, yeah. Oh, the she flashback dress. so beautiful. Yeah. The blue dress. Yes, and then you got to see more of, like, her tattoos. Like, she, she almost looked, like, mapped out. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she looked so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we made a reference more with Leandrin, but, like, was anybody surprised by the fact that, like, when Moraine showed up at her ancestral home that she was the older sister? <laughs> I was, I was, it was weird. I was surprised too. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah, like, I think that's an interesting, um, I don't remember if she's. It makes perfect sense though, being that, you know, the Aes Sedai, their aging is so slowed down. So like, it made perfect sense, but it oh, was yeah. just so weird. It was a good way to show that. I think that's probably why they made that choice was just to mm-hmm. show the viewers like, hey. But they already showed you with Leandrin and her son before that. So you already saw that but aging you didn't process. Know that was, you didn't, you didn't know, know that was, was the son yet, though. You didn't find that out till later, I think, right? Yeah. Don't you a, found that out man. before? I, I think it might have been like the next No, the episode. first time you see her, she's like, my baby. My, yeah. my boy, my boy. My boy, my boy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. don't know it's first her. First time she, you see him. She doesn't come. It's not said it's the son. It's okay, son. It's like, it is <laughs> so boy. obvious. <laughs> you don't call some your husband, hold your up boy. a sign? It was beautiful. My boy. beautiful boy. Somebody Maybe they're just killing. old homies from back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's my boy. My you're boy. My, you're my boy, Blue. Um, and then, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I did. I thought you were going to say something. I, I thought you were saying something. No. Um, no. Yeah, I did have something to say. I can't remember though. <laughs> All right. What was the question? Tom was costumes? asking if you were surprised. He was asking if you were surprised that Anvir was the, uh, oh, was the, the, young, oh, yes. the younger sister. But I was what, surprised too. Are we surprised just because of the age difference? Well, I don't know. Whatever. I'm asking. The, the... Well, I mean, the, the, the sense of entitlement, I would say, is <laughs> right up there with an elder sibling. I wasn't surprised at all, really. <laughs> oh, they my... never in the first season said anything about like Aes Sedai aging differently, though. They just no, threw no. that one in. Well, they yeah. well, the Andrew really? brings it up in this season too when she's talking to Nynaeve about she right. talks about how they live for hundreds of years 
And yeah, I guess right. they wanted this to get season. that. Yeah, they, I think they really. But were that was something I had to like pause and sit with because in the book she just finds out about it when she's you know the dragon when she's young, and goes off to find him. Yeah. But she's so much older on the show when she finds out about the dragon, and she's not like a kid. No, she's yeah, act, they're, acting they're like aged up. A kid. They aged them all up. Yeah. Um, so the aging thing for Ice Eye is not in the books. No, no it, it is. is. It is, but Maureen is not. Not that old. Maureen's she's like only, forty. She's like forty in the books. And Swan's also 40, and Alana's yeah. around 40, and Shiriam's yeah. around 40. Like and when the they Andrians... find out about the dragon in that scene, they're, like, accepted. Oh, and Leandrin is, like, in her 30s. Leandrin's much younger than them, actually. Yeah. She's, like, in her 30s, I think. But on the book, on the show, they're, like, I, I'm... Well, they're blue know, sisters. Probably, like, 50. Well, Maureen's yeah, and... gotta Already, be, like... and then 20. She might be, like, how old is she supposed to be now? Like, 70? She's got to be 80? older than that, like 80s, probably. Yeah, so in the picture, in the drawing, it's like Rosamund Pike and a little girl. So she's like 20. She's probably and... a teenager in that picture. She's probably like yeah. 16 or so, maybe. But she was, she had been home right before the war started. So she said she hadn't been home before the war. The since war was before the years war. ago. So, no, I'm saying that like in the change. flashback scene. So the war lasted like three years or something. How long was the Ayo War? It was a couple of years. I don't remember. I, so I she had there. been home like three years before that. That was like the. La- I'm trying to think of when they could have did that drawing. No, that I think that drawing is. I think she's that like drawing eight. was made before she left for the tower. Yeah, I think she's painting. probably got to be yes. about eight years. What do you think? There's like an eight year difference between them, maybe. So yeah, she was 10, like fifteen, and she was like seven, and Anvere was like seven. So, yeah, so or in eight, the books, eight, eight and sixteen. So in the books, Maureen is like 40 years old, but she looks like she's, what, 17? No, she it's looks different. like she's she has like an ageless her... face. That's what they say. They, they have... don't look young. You just look at them and you're like, they have different, their can't faces tell how old different. they are. It's, it's something that you can't do. I always picture it as it's Botox. It's something that like, it's like a, yes. it's like a filter on their faces. Yeah. Yeah. They, just have, like, they have okay. no, they have no, like they're, yeah, they, you can't, lines you, you have of, no yeah. lines on their face. Can't they can't, their you can't, just much more vague. Yeah. Like if a, if a, if an Aes Sedai has gray hair, they're like super old. They could be like, like 200, 200 years old. Years old. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't age. Look, they, their they age is very slow. Like, yeah. Wait, so Varen Their is bodies like really are spry, old? right? They're they're yeah. still youthful. Um, Varen is old. She's not that old, though. But she, she had, she had gray, some gray right? hair on the show. She's she has the gray. beginnings yeah. of gray hair. She's like hair. in her late, like yeah. 170s or 80s in the books, right? Is she? I don't remember I don't now. Remember. Yeah, sure. I, I don't remember. She exactly has gray in the book, though. She's, she's a couple hundred gray. years old. Yeah, they also, whatever. I'm okay. They're, we'll see if they get into this or not. But like the uh, more powerful she's, she's a channel you are, she's about 100. The more powerful a channel you are, the slower you age. Yeah. So, like, super powerful channelers can live like. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, you know. Whereas if you can chat a little bit, you just look good for your age. Yeah. Okay. Like, can I just die of natural causes? Yeah, I you can die of natural causes. They're like super yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, you do I mean, age. You just slow. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah, I guess I don't think they. Yeah, they don't really get sick. I guess because somebody can heal yeah, you unless they're if you're by yourself. Mm, yeah. Can you get sick? Then? Yeah. You're in trouble. And nobody could heal you. You would just die. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, depending but you on... do age. Like, you will die of old age eventually. No, eventually. Yeah. yeah but, like, a, a couple hundred years, depending on how powerful you are, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then, so... Oh, sorry. I have one last question. Go ahead. Like, what did you think of that other Forsaken at the end? So scary. <laughs> As, like, she is the most terrifying character I've seen so far. Softly, softly from the shadows. I want to cosplay as her so bad. And just like walk up to everybody and just like get rid. 
Oh, because she's it, short. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's short. She gets right up like underneath her chin yeah. with those like horribly short bangs. Oh, I just want to like cut up a wig. <laughs> it made me think that the rest of them are all going to be like really themey. Like I'm the spider one, and I'm the oh. one. That, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, hope, I hope. Well, they all have uh, their pictures <laughs> on, the, on the thing, pictures. right? I don't know if that's. I want to the guess what the they seals. all are now. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's do it. She named them different. Like they're all like different. Like uh, frogs. So you've, you've got There's six frog more, one. right? No, you got five more. There's a frog five one. More. Okay. Well, five, five. You got lava. Two. Frogs lava. and lava. She's got. Okay. Frogs. Crab. 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 Forsaken. <laughs> Sarah, you want to throw any other in here? Is there like a bird? Some sort of bird. bird. A bird forsaken. Is a there bird. a is there a sporty forsaken? <laughs> A sassy G- for scary. A g- g- ginger sexy. one. Landfear's sexy. <laughs> Mogany and scary. What's the rest of them? Ginger. Posh forsaken. Is there a posh forsaken? I think yeah. Landfear's posh. Is Shamael's not posh? Oh, she's definitely posh. Shamael's kind of posh, too. What other forsaken would there be? Is there a super fast forsaken? Um, there, is a, there is a sporty forsaken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like... I think they did a really good job of like building up how terrifying Lanfear was and then like delivering on it immediately. So it's like, I don't know how they're going to deliver on like upping the stakes even more with like five more Forsaken. I'm but looking I, forward to that. I don't know if we're going to like, I don't know if next season's going to be like, here's the five Forsaken. Yeah, you know, they might be like, people are like, you know, they're hiding as other people that you don't, you know, that's why we're there. You might meet them like, and not know you was Celine and whatever. Yeah, you know, you right. could see them, but you don't know that that's a force. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see all five in the next season. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll probably get introduced to one or two more. I'm going to guess it's one more like after this line. I think forsaken. we've gone. Forsaken. forsaken. Yeah, that's the crowd. Right? <laughs> hubbub, 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 hubbub. All right, I think uh. we I think we've gone far enough. <laughs> I think it's time Have to wrap we? this. I think it's time to wrap this up. I want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Join us over in Discord to continue the conversation there. We also post our episodes on YouTube, so check out our YouTube page to like and subscribe. Rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out our merchandise and Patreon pages to support us that way. I want to thank you all, Sarah, Dan, Michelle, for coming and tolerating us and watching the show with us. And... Uh, giving us the free time to do this podcast. Jen, Tom, do you want to praise them as well? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Whatever. I'd say it when she's not here, but I literally couldn't do the show if if Michelle didn't help me be able to do it. So thank you. I couldn't do the show without Michelle doing that either. So (laughs) So, thanks, Michelle. Thank you for building me a vocal booth for my own personal (laughs) solitary use so that I could do a very professional podcast. I appreciate that. You did it all for you, Jen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, I want to do a, a Wheel of Time podcast. Say no more. <laughs> I will build you a vocal booth. <laughs> oh, any last words, thoughts before we close? Uh, happy Hanukkah. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and you'll hear us next time.